Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. We're a church family in North Carolina with a vision for people to experience the grace of Jesus, be filled with the Father's love, and to release the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's this week's message from Mooresville. Well, I ended up preaching today because I told the Lord, I I had something working on me, and I told the Lord, if I'm supposed to preach this on the Christmas service, I wasn't going to say a word. Just let Byron bring it up. Well, indeed, he did. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> because, you know, as a woman, you're like, I got to do all the shopping, all the groceries, all the cooking, all the stuff we do at Christmas, and I'm going to preach. <laughs> and I led worship for the last two weeks. So it's like... <laughs> But, you know, God doesn't care about that. He didn't care one bit. (laughs) I've learned that after being in ministry for this long, I've learned he does not give two hoots and a holler about your time. So (laughs) if he wants to use you, he wants to use you. Y'all remember that when you're being called up and it doesn't seem like the right time for you because it's true. A lot of times he uses you in the most unlikely. I learned that in Argentina I think it was maybe one of the last times we were there. Um, we were pre- we were preaching daily, and we didn't know where we were going, who was going to preach. So sometimes we were literally working on messages like that morning of the day we're going to preach that night. So I kind of learned that the Lord can do whatever he wants to do. So it was really good. So I think the thing that um, has caught me, that really has been catching my attention lately, how are y'all doing, by the way? Is everybody good? Yeah, it's good. Merry Christmas to all of y'all, and bless. I've been giving people Christmas blessings. I think there are Christmas blessings out there right now for us, so just receive that. Um, but I, it was really on my heart this year about something about light. I felt like that the Lord really wanted to give us an impartation of how it is, how important that we know that Jesus is the light of the world. And because he's the light of the world, we are the light of the world. And that's kind of what prompted this um, in my heart. And, um, and then, Byron, then with it being the season of festival of lights or Hanukkah, um, I just really dialed into the light thing because I just, man, of all the years to celebrate Hanukkah, is, this was the year with what's going on in Israel. Um, The miracle that happened at Hanukkah is really pretty amazing that, you know, they retook the temple that had been, they'd gone in there and stripped it of all its gold, and the uh, Syrians had stripped it of everything, and, you know, and then they, this group of people miraculously, it's a miracle, go in there and fight to get it back. And I've shared this last week, but... There was even the lampstand had been taken away, but they came up with a metal one, and there was a little bit of oil, and that oil lasted for eight days. And so that light lit up, you know, and the temple was rededicated, and that miracle of light happened at that time. And so praise the Lord for that. I feel like there's miracles. Byron and I have been, we did Hanukkah over the last, you know, few days, last week or so, and um, we were praying for miracles this week. Uh, there's many in this body that need a miracle, and I believe God has miracles to give. In fact, 
we were receiving some testimonies this week of miracles. So let's praise the Lord about that. One was God DeFranco got a free, clear report, no cancer in his body. Is that wonderful? That's just really great. I had another family member that shared with me some things that I felt like was just really breakthrough, and it was light breaking into darkness. So that's really the biggest miracle is light breaking into darkness. And really, Jesus, as the light of the world, that's really what he came to do, right? So I want to just say right now, one of the things is I want us to remember the miracles that God has done in our lives, that we don't forget them. Because I remember, I think that is the thing about the Jewish people, is they celebrate everything God has done. And we just kind of go on our way, you know, and we think of the, um, the men that were healed, those, those lepers, and only one came back and said, thank you. And so we need to be people during this season really remembering all the miracles that he has done in our lives. And the fact is this, that we ourselves are in Christ is a miracle, we need to be really thankful that we're in Christ, that we're walking in the light, because that, that is a privilege. It is a miracle to be able to walk in the light of Christ. We've been taken out of darkness. We've been transferred out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's a marvelous light that we, were, we walk in. And somebody say, praise the Lord for that. Woo! Yes. Amen. And it's interesting. I didn't know this, that Jesus actually celebrated Hanukkah. He was in the temple in John 10, 22, and that was the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem, and he was there. Isn't that something? So next year, y'all might want to think about it. We, we thoroughly felt the Lord on it this week. I mean, we at times felt a little dry about it, but I think also as Gentile believers, we need to learn how to celebrate more. Uh, I remember um, a, a pastor, uh, a pastor's wife, I read her book. She got saved, and uh, she married a pastor, so she became a pastor's wife. And then the first thing she said when she went to church, she said, where's the parties? She's, you know, there was just no celebration going on, and they were used to celebrating everything. So... Let's celebrate, right? <laughs> so I think another fascinating thing about that Hanukkah light is that oil. That little bit of oil that burned for eight days. And I know we could, I could preach, this is not what I'm preaching my whole message on, but I was just thinking this morning the gift that we've been given of the Holy Spirit, of the oil that never dies. It never does. We always have a fresh supply of oil every single day that our lights will shine every day. So, amen. So, one thing that's fascinated me lately is, um, you know, they're finding out at birth there's a flash of light. Isn't that interesting? And they're also finding out, I was hearing somebody talk about this yesterday, that, you know, scientists are finding out that everything with matter it's, it comes with, a, with light, a flash of light. Isn't that interesting? So here we are, Jesus, the light of the world. Isn't that wonderful? That here we are living in the light. And we're living in the source. And I love the Message Bible actually calls him um, the light life. Isn't that amazing? Because there's life that comes from the light that is burdened within us. 
the light life. We get to walk in the light as he is in the light and have no fellowship with darkness. That is the joy that we get to walk in. So thank you, Lord. Woo. Um, so I love this. So Luke 1, 76 through 79, I'll read it. And we can put that up. Do we have that? Did you have that one? Okay, it's right behind us. Okay. And you, child, this is about um, uh, John the Baptist, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. Because of our God's tender mercy, the dawn will break upon us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And I love the particular course about forgiveness of sin, but the thing about what God has really done for us with the light breaking into darkness is he is, that light is able to guide us into the way of peace. I mean, we have this light shining on the inside, and if we learn to live walking in the light with him, it will always lead us into the path of light. Amen. Thank you, Tony. Um, I know this is John 1, 1 through 5. I'm just going to give you some scriptures about light and comment on them because they're really treasures. In the beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together, face to face, in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, the living expression made all things. For nothing has existence apart from him. Now listen to this. A fountain of life was in him. For his life is the light for all humanity. And his light never fails to shine through darkness. Light that darkness could not overcome. So I love this, that honestly all of humanity is really living in the light of Christ. They may not know it, but we're all living under the light of Christ. And what it takes is for someone to come to really become aware of the light that Christ has for us is a, when that illumination comes on the inside and they can connect to this forgiveness of sin. But we, when Christ came, he came to really light up the world. Don't you think it's marvelous that at Christmas there are lights everywhere and there are Christmas songs going on everywhere, all de declaring that Jesus is Lord? That is really a demonstration of that light to humanity. And I know, you know, some uh, Jewish people that are not in the faith yet. Of, the, of knowing that Jesus is their Messiah, they're actually a little bit jealous of Christmas. They get a little bit jealous. I think they suspect something. I really do. I think there's some suspicion there. You know, this light that's going on, you know. So, um, I, I love that. So, the one thing, I wanted this light uh, that... 
when the angel spoke to Mary, this was when um, she went to, let's see, was, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Listen to this. For no word from God will ever fail. So I'm telling you today is an encouragement. This light and us as light bearers have to great courage because of this light that we live in and the word of the Lord that will never fail. It's not going to. I remember one of our church fathers said this one of the last times he preached to us. He held up the Bible and he said this. Every word that is written here will come to pass. And it will. It just as it was declared to Mary at that point, things that are impossible, that look impossible, let me tell you what. Every word that God has spoken, everyone will come to pass. Broke into an old woman named Elizabeth who was, could not have children. Praise God, the miracle of life and the light that flashed in her womb at that point. Miracles are ahead for us, church. We don't have to fear. We, if you just read, just I love living in the Christmas, Christmas story during this season because it's miracle after miracle after miracle. You know, and the Festival of Lights is about miracles, and we have a lot to look forward to. Amen. Woo. Denise is in the midst of a miracle right now. Amen. We just praise the Lord. Let's go on to uh, Genesis 1, 1 through 4. I'm going to read that. You don't have it, but I love this. Um, it's interesting. The end, the beginning, the very first thing we see is light. The very first thing for creation is light. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless, desolate emptiness, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from darkness. And I think this is really interesting, excuse me, that things were being created with light. Everything that's formless, void, dark, think about that, light. Light is breaking into that. And that's the way it is with our lives. Everything from our past, and I want to say this this morning, let the light of God into the past. That's all formless, dead, dark stuff. When the light of God shines in there, it begins to create a new order of things. Just like the earth had no form, it was void. It was there, but there was nothing to it. And God's light wants to break into darkness everywhere. He wants to break into humanity. He loves humanity. That's what he came here for, was to break into our darkness, to come into our darkness. Matthew 4, 15 through 17. 
This is when, um, did I put that up there? Yeah. This is when Jesus began to minister out among the Sea of Galilee. And he said this. This is quoting this. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And this was fulfilling a prophetic word, actually. By the way of the sea on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people were sitting in darkness, saw a great light. And those who were sitting in the land and in the shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent. The kingdom of heaven is come near, is within reach. And I think it's interesting that when he begins to preach the kingdom, what he was saying is light is breaking into darkness. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to bring light and break into the earthly realm with light. And that real light is revelation, knowledge of him, of Jesus, the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, our everything. That's really what the kingdom breaking in is. It's not just a list of things. It really is the light breaking in on minds, on bodies, on souls, circumstances, nations. Nations. Whole nations will come to the, your light, the glory of your light. It will come. So, it brings me to this, because this is really what I was feeling from the Lord. Um, is I, I just got this thought. It really just started impacting me that really um, we now are the light of the world. Believers are the light of the world. We're carrying the very word of God in our mouths. We're carrying the light, just being in Christ. We are light posts. We're cities on a hill. That's who we are. And it's important. And I really want the young people to get this. If y'all want to listen to me a minute over there, it's all right. I love y'all being in here. Um, is I really felt like in the day you're in, even the children, in all the circumstances that we find ourselves in, y'all are more light now than you'll ever know because there's a lot of darkness now. But just your very presence, who you are, your lights, you're like these light posts in the midst of a dark and perverse world is what one scripture says. And we all are. We're all these walking lights. Everywhere we go. We may not feel like we are, but we are. Because we're in Christ. And the light of Christ is shining out about us. I remember... Um, a neighbor, when we lived back behind the church, I, you know, I'm a walker. I walk, you know, probably four or five times a week. And so people constantly see me. And one Christmas we met some neighbors that had a little get-together, and we chatted with them a little bit. And 
So I walked by their house every day, not knowing that every day this young girl in that house was going, there goes that preacher lady. There goes that preacher lady. Until one day that girl showed up and sat in a seat and almost ran to the altar to get saved. Yeah. She was in a lot of darkness and needed to get free. And that's what I'm talking about. It was unknowing. I just walking by. And that's really what I'm feeling from the Lord right now. We just walk by people and the light just going to shine. In fact, our light can illumine somebody else's path. Just being friends with them. Just being around them. The light that is on me will begin to shine upon them. And suddenly their path will begin to be illumined right to Jesus. So I want to give you one of my favorite uh, message scriptures that I've preached on a lot. It's Matthew five thirteen through 16. This is his interpretation of your salt and light. But I love it. This guy says some things so right. Um, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors on the earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God's not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on the hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Isn't that good? <laughs> I love that. You know, and it really does take being open. You know, I think one of the messages I preached on this is, you know, the Pharisees were called the separated ones. And I do think as believers, we can have a tendency to begin to separate ourselves from people that are not like us. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be open with our lives. And the other thing I've really preached a lot on this is to be authentic and not be these religious robots walking around quoting scriptures. Let's just be us. Let's just be what God's made us. Our authentic selves it just has this light that wants to shine through us. The love of Jesus. The love, this mysterious God that is full of love and compassion. That's really who we are to this world. Now, I want to tell you, my siblings are all here today. We're, there's four of us, six to here today. They're on the front row. You're going to have to greet them. It's really quite amazing. And I will tell you, I think we were raised under the privilege of parents that did this. Everywhere they went, they just would shine the light of Jesus. Now, we probably, probably had some religion to work through, but it's all right. <laughs> 
But I will say that that was a gift to us, won't you? It was such a gift. Mom and Dad just really everywhere they went, they just they lit up. I believe they just lit up wherever they, yeah, people that knew knew them. And um, but you know, God just really all of us are if we just let it shine, because Jesus is in us and He wants to shine. Some of us just needs to get the. What's that stuff to polish the... <laughs> I wore my silver shoes today because I wanted to shine, you know. Although I love my silver shoes. One of the things I really felt... Um, this is... I want to give this because I don't know how far I'm going to get, but I have loved... Um, Kat Von D. She's, I don't even know who she is. I came across her on my Instagram and um, she's famous and she's into what is that dark goth stuff. And she came to the Lord recently. Her bat, she put her baptism on Instagram. It was beautiful. It was just beautiful. I mean, I was so impacted by just watching her baptism. And, you know, she's got black hair. She looks almost like a vampire, you know, if you weren't. I mean, seriously. And But she got saved. And she's in this Baptist church that they just love her. And she says, I can just be myself. You know, what she loves, and I preached on this too, about she's in a community. She feels attached. Okay, because we know that the joy of the Lord comes to attachment. Jesus is attached to us. So she's found a place of being attached. And it's so sweet. But listen to what she said. I love this. She said, there was, there's always this drama and dread and gloom and doom. She's talking about her life. She continued, I was one of them, you know. I would look around at my Christian friends, and I'm like, they're not perfect by any means, but I want what? You have, you know, like, I love the light that you have. Isn't that amazing? Now, I'm going to tell you, the sad thing is this. All of her unbelieving friends have celebrated her conversion. But guess who has come against her? The church. She has gotten so much back because she's continued in her, her outside world of whatever that is she does. But you can see a marked difference in that woman. She's got so much light on her right now. And that's what I'm saying. We need to really ask the Lord. Because I believe all that comes from pride and arrogance. And I believe the most beautiful way we demonstrate light is through humility. I'm only in the kingdom because of grace. I'm not in here because I got myself in. And I'm not doing really well because I just can do good. I'm here because of the grace of God like everybody else. So please don't post negative things when people are working through their stuff. Give them grace. Isn't that beautiful, though, what she said? I just love that light I saw on you. May we be that. Well, others get just tired of their drama, tired of their darkness. Actually, you know, it was interesting. Um, 
I, well, I'm just gonna, I'm going to move on to this verse here because I, I think it's important. Philippians two, fourteen through sixteen. These are some really good scriptures. Live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. Can you say amen? For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. For you will appear, I love this, you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe, holding out the words of eternal life. Wow. Is that not a profound scripture? And I think it goes back to being cheerful, living a cheerful life without complaining, without posting negative stuff that people just got saved and trying to tell them how to live their lives and tell them how wrong they are. That's not us. That's not river life. I'll tell you that right now. We have to give people space to grow in more of living from the light. I remember, well, I want to say this because this was at Buck's, Buck Bumrauder's uh, service, and I loved it. Where's Rhonda? Right there. They, they said this um, at his service, that Buck was a fountain, not a drain. That's what they said about him. Man, that impacted me. That's what this verse is about. The Lord wants us to be fountains of light, cheerful, not complaining. And we can look at the world negative if we want to, but we, listen, we have been given, you know, we've been born of a living light. It's a living light. It's not a dead light. It's a living light. And even though we're in the midst of a perverse and brutal culture. We are. But this was written back then. It was brutal and perverse back then. Let's live cheerful. Let's be fountains. Let's let the fountain of the Holy Spirit just bubble out of us. Out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. I don't think that river is complaining and whining at people. I felt like the thing with Kat Von D, I had this word to come to me, that we need to drop our rocks. Drop the rocks. Drop the rocks. You know where that came from. Y'all tell me. When did that verse come? You, you without the first, without sin, cast the first stone. That should make us nervous. So another, um, I'm, I want to just finish with this because I think it's really important. Um, this, the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we've talked about a lot here, that the eyes of our heart 
would be opened. I'm just going to read it. I didn't have her to put it up. Um, This was a, a, a prayer by Paul for the Ephesians church. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding, your heart, being enlightened, and the Amplified says flooded with light. Okay, flooded with light. In order that, that's why we, it needs to be flooded with light, that you will know the hope of our cause and the riches of the glory that is in the inheritance of the, that's in the saints and the exceeding greatness of the power toward us who believe. According to the working of the mighty power, which has worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the age, but the age to come. So this is what I want to say about us, is we need to be continually flooded with more light. I I was reading this morning, it was actually about the Tower of Babel. This was interesting. In the, it said when they were building that, God, when he was ready to destroy the earth and start again, you know what he said about them? There was nothing that their imagination couldn't come up with in that unity they had. And I believe that's what these scriptures are talking about. It combats darkness when we're flooded with the light of Christ so that our imagination can flow for the kingdom. Because he's given us this imagination, but it needs to be flooded with light, not darkness. So, and the last thing I want to end up with is on this is, um, I taught on this at the school of ministry for those people in our life that, you know, Jesus gave this scripture right after, right after he, at the disciples asked him, how do we pray? He gave him the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. So right after that, he begins talking about being persistent in prayer. Now, don't you think that's interesting? We have to be persistent and asking, and I told you the kingdom is about light breaking through. That's really what it's about. So our also how we operate here with the light, not just being the light, prayer and persistence, okay? Because he comes with those parables of the neighbor that went next door to get bread. It was his had visitors, and because the neighbor didn't want to get up, he kept knocking on the door and banging on the door. This came right after the Lord's prayer. Will you please get up? I need help. Finally, the neighbor got up. The parable of the unjust judge, the woman that just kept petitioning him. He, she petitioned and petitioned that she demanded justice for what had been done wrong to her. Okay, so we're having these scriptures, so I believe this. We have a lot of family members that have needs, okay, that are in darkness. And I was, one particular thing, the Lord spoke to me. I have some nieces and nephews that are addicts. And I was praying for them one morning, and I was praying out of no faith, feeling like it's impossible. This feels impossible. 
And the Lord said to me, nothing is impossible with God. He said, why are you praying like that? <laughs> and so when I, I just realized what he was saying is persistence in prayer, that those caught in darkness will see a great light. They'll see a great light. They'll see it. And it's interesting. I, um, I want to share this because it was so precious. I was volunteering at the little elementary school by us, and there was a girl there that I volunteered with before, and she reminded me so much of my niece. She's just bubbly in a fountain, and my niece is hooked on drugs. But her real person is that. You know, that's it. she's beautiful. I mean, the inside of that girl, I love her so much, but she has been devastated by drugs. And... I thought to myself, I mean, I was around this girl for a while, and I thought, if I'm a, the next time I volunteer, if I'm with her, I'm going to ask her to pray. Just tell her, hey, you remind me, just your personality, you're a fountain. She's a fountain, you know. And if you, so came week before last, there she was. And we had a law, and I got to say to her, I said, hey, you remind me so much of my niece. You know, and I, I don't know if you're a praying person, but you just remind me she's such a fountain the way you are. And I, and I said, just, but she's hooked on drugs. And she stopped and looked at me. She says, don't you stop praying. She looked me right in the face. With, she said, I spent six years in prison for drugs. And God got me. You don't quit praying. God got me. And this girl's a fountain now. I mean, she volunteers. Every time I go to school, she's there. And she's just, her life has changed. So, amen. Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. To get more information, check out riverlifefellowship.com.